listening to another episode Behind the Vinyl with Darren and Nicholas. Alrighty, we're back with another edition of Behind the Vinyl, this time going solo because uh, Nicholas is elsewhere, I think talking to Five Finger Death Punch. But um, we're with the guys from um, Bad Wolves. Hey, hey man, how you doing? John Berkman here, play drums. Tommy Vex, lead vocals. Welcome back. Thanks. Absolutely. Good to be back. Yeah, yeah. We Wait, just... Have we been here? Uh, you didn't come. Oh, we okay. were here for uh, – Doc and I did a press tour here. But this is our first real it's a, show. It's it's first, first real, real show, show yeah. yeah. Here, yeah. And, and we crossed paths a couple of yeah, other yeah. times in, in yeah. the past as well. That's so, right. um, right. yeah. So so we kind of winged it a little bit and we uh, we picked Pantera. And it's I'm glad to hear that Far Beyond Driven is, it resonates with you guys. Absolutely. It's, it's probably one of my favorite records of all time. It's No, it's definitely one of my favorite records. It's a – Probably number one of all time. I got it. That's a big call. Yeah, yeah I put it in my top five for sure. Oh, you do? Ah. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this straight out. Why Far Beyond? Obviously, Vulgar is the one that a lot of people go to. Um, what, what? For me, yep. Vulgar is such a masterpiece, but it burns out for me. I don't know why, but like I can't really listen to Walk and get excited anymore. Like, But Far Beyond Driven is such such like avant-garde metal it's not like that catchy yeah and those always tend to be the records that after a while just don't get old but i remember the day it came out i bought it and i was a little thrown off by it like i didn't really like strength beyond strength i was like what is this because it's not really catchy like vulgar and then after a while then like year two three then like this is the best record they've ever done yeah i mean my i mean my i guess that's that's why is that always the question like Everyone leads with like, well, why not Vulgar? And I think Vulgar is a great record. It wasn't angry enough. Right, yeah. It wasn't dark enough for me. Uh, and it just didn't, it, it was, it's a, it's, a, it's, I think that what Pantera did transitioning from Cowboys to Vulgar was they really coined like what true heavy metal is. They actually like invented something that was a concatenation of all these different influences, right? But, and far beyond, it was perfected. And there was a level of, you know, of, of from a lyrical standpoint, obviously I'm a vocalist. Uh, there was there was nothing not, I, I feel like there was nothing that was, that was uh, outside of Anselmo's personal experience. I felt like he literally wrote about what he was going through, what he had been through, where he had come from, how they got to that point. And just, you know, all the fucking pains and bullshit and addictions that come with the success and like of 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 you know getting to that place where they had gotten to yeah so it's a to me it's a staple record uh for sure it is really autobiographical for anselmo this record yeah 25 years like the first song he wrote about his dad yep yep Um, and i related to that because i was angry at my dad when i was a kid like oh yeah lyrically it's never really a big thing for me right yeah um but there are like Slipknot and stuff like that, and Phil and Salmo, Corey Taylor, where like the, there's those few records where I actually do pay attention to the lyrics. Like, yeah, hold on, that came wrong. I pay attention to a lot of lyrics, but I relate to those lyrics, right? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't always happen, okay? Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, it's, I mean, from all the way from, I mean, this is so it's 25 years is great, use my third arm is, is great, you know, there's I think shedding skin, you know slaughter just like you know it's like from relationships to take taking like a real stab at christianity like yeah. being that big 
you know, black metal and death metal bands, it's like standard. But being a band that sells a platinum record and really just like putting a like a deep knife in the <coughs> wound of 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 impose the imposition of Christianity, especially at that time. Yeah, just, it was just hard all the way around. And and it resonated with fans. This is a number one record when yeah. they're singing on those topics. You yeah, know, when yeah. they're cutting that deep and and. Uh, and, yeah, it's um, crazy to think a band with that record was playing arenas. Absolutely. <laughs> it's absolutely. Just, it, that's part of the fun of it all when you just watch the YouTube videos now. We were there. We saw yeah, those shows yeah. as kids, but yeah. you're just like, Jesus Christ, it doesn't happen very often. No. Yeah. And and coming, just uh, the last thing of Volga, coming from Volga, this is so much darker and mm-hmm. so much heavier. And, and a staple in production, too. And absolutely. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah was it was a Terry Date, right? Terry yeah. Date, yeah. Yeah, just a just fucking. Yeah. It is their best sounding record, I believe. Yeah. And then they continued to go down a darker and darker, darker We're big route. Kill fans. Yeah. Well. Trend Kill is great. Kill, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people kind of are wishy washy on that one, but for me, through and through, it's a great record. But we're sticking to Far Beyond right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's quickly play a song, and um, and we'll be back in a second. Yeah. 
Alrighty. Um, so let's break it through. So it's nearly 25 years old, this record, which is, is amazing. This was this was a record of my youth, you know, yeah. coming through as well. So, yeah. And it was the first time um, I saw them. They played Australia for the first time in, in 94. Where at? Um, City? They played Brisbane, City, Melbourne. Oh, Sydney, okay. Melbourne. Yeah. They played a Festive Hall in Melbourne, right? Uh, probably they played Festival Hall in Brisbane as well, oh, which is now. Oh, that was one. Yeah. yeah. They played two nights, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan, so oh, really? I, always, I look up the YouTube stuff and I'm like, oh, they did two nights there? That's fucking sick. Support, can you remember who's supporting? Ah, was it? No, I'm going to guess it was either Prong or Sepultura or something. I, I, I got a feeling it's either, uh, I think it's Biohazard. Was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's Biohazard. It's like the same three groups, like Crowbar, Sepultura, yeah. Biohazard, Neurosis did some stuff. Clutch, yeah. they did a couple tours. Clutch was Clutch. on a... Yeah, you're right. Tranquil, so yeah, I saw that. Oh, that was Tranquil. Yeah. That was my introduction to Clutch. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what a oh, fucking man. great band as well. Yeah, Clutch. So, what was your experience like when you saw them? That my, my experience was this is total fanboy. I was kind of yeah. obsessed by them. So that was that was you know I was a young kid. So day off school, in there sitting outside of the hotel room, just the <laughs> chance to yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really nerded it out, and I, I made metal guitar picks and got them engraved for all the band. Oh, so wow. uh, I really kind of nerded out because I was a big Dime fan, you oh, know, and um, it was a it, it was it was a game changer. It was a game changer for me, and I think the whole generation. Yeah. Um, you know, it totally shook up what was going. You know, other bands that I was into, the Metallicas. You know, and, and not to diss any band, not to diss Metallica, or not to diss Slayer, or not to diss whoever. But there was a little bit of complacency, a little bit of, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, they've been the, on the road and they, down in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like I think you know Metallica, you know, did the Black album, and I think what Metallica did was they made metal socially acceptable with the Black album. Yep. It was just such a massive record, and all of a sudden, like jocks were cool with Metallica, and like everybody was like Metallica. And yep. The diehard fans were like, "It's too slow." You know, and they yeah. hated the fact that the people that they hated now liked their, their precious band. And then they, and then I think they mellowed out a little bit. Yeah. You know, and then I think and I think Slayer, what did they they release Diabolus and Musica around that? That was like ninety eight. They was did it? they did Divine Intervention, which was still them sticking to their guns, but yeah. it's yeah. it was Slayer like you've heard Slayer before a bunch. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think that in the there was an absence. And I think there was a big transition from grunge you know grunge was kind of riding the riding the wave and yeah. and, and you know there was a, a lot of epic amazing songwriters and bands there yep. but a lot of those dudes they were pussies they just felt sorry for themselves a lot yeah, and yeah. They, you know what i mean and uh it just didn't really there's a there was a lot of um you know there was a lot of economic problems in the working class and i think that that really i think that's another reason why a band like that really took off you know we were in amidst desert storm i think every time I mean, in America, every time a band, uh, a, a metal band blows up, it's usually simultaneous with like some war going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because people are angry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the whole the whole politics. This isn't so political. This is more like we talked about Person. biographical. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you know what I, I guess- like about that record too is not that record, but them band in general. It's really cool when every single band that's popular also is just like, yeah, they're the best. Yeah, like you know, like yeah, yeah. Anthrax or whomever were just like everyone just get fans and all bands were just like yo, they're unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like an anomaly at the time. 
So, I remember some, Blasco, you know him? I, I know Blasco. Yeah, he, yeah, Blasco's yeah, like, yeah. Talk, like talk to him last night, actually. For everybody. Right. Like, <laughs> just basically, he was such, everyone idolized him so much, and everyone tried to be that angry person, that yeah. Henry Rollins. And then we, there's just a million clones of the Phils throughout oh. the years. And yeah. he is, he's the original, you know? Yeah. And uh, he made it okay to sound real pissed off. What, what I also liked is uh, Dimebag. Dimebag really wore his influences on his, you know, on his chest. You know, yeah. it didn't matter who it was. Blues, Blues Sacre, what's yeah. the, the guitar player, like like Blues Sacramento or whatever his name is. Big oh. fan. Richie Kotzen, you know, Dime, Dime oh, will Dime's be like, influences Dime's like, yeah, I'm a fucking fan of this guy. He he didn't care. He didn't try to be, you know, I'm in no, Slayer. Dime I'm in Slayer. Record, be like, I hate the Beatles. Yeah, Dime, Dime <laughs> yeah, will yeah. say whatever he, thinks he really feels. He thinks was better than the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> He's a character. So let's break this down. Uh, let's play another song. This is um, Five Minutes Alone, and we'll be back in a sec.
So, um, five minutes alone, you know, especially being a vocalist, this is, again, really autobiographical. You guys know the story yeah, behind Five Minutes? Yeah, trying to sue him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, you know, or getting hurt at a show and the song's about, like, you know, you, I'll bury your compensation. You know, like, yeah. all he wants is five minutes alone with, with the kid's dad. Well, I think it's the other way around. Oh, is it? His, his, the kid's dad wants five minutes alone with Phil Anselmo. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking. I got corrected. <laughs> yeah. You got it all backwards, kid. Yeah, so he, he rung up. Uh, Interview's over. He rung up the manager and said, um, you know, I want five minutes alone with that oh, yeah, Anselmo. And, and the manager said, oh, I don't think you really want that. Yeah, yeah. And, you're and, right, you're right. And Phil was kind of pissed, but then he thought, you know what, I'm going to take this and work with it. And um, so do you, do you draw on, draw on, obviously that's a very pinpoint thing, but can you can you see that for for drawing on like uh, lyrical influences from from incidents or things yeah. like that? I mean, to to a degree, uh, a lot of our songs are autobiographical too. Yeah. Uh, I've never really written about beating the shit out of anybody in a song, mostly because uh, I haven't really gone to prison, so I'm trying to keep it that way. <laughs> I also try to practice nonviolence now, yeah. uh, but I'm like, you know, um, it, yeah. I mean, I, I I think it's a much more productive means of expression to write a song i think bands like hatebreed will like really um probably like you know a hardcore version of of that influence you know uh but yeah i mean it's just i i've beaten the shit out of some people in the music industry so like i don't really i'm just kind of like uh you know it's kind of like not a it's like uh, uh it's not a cool thing and it's something that you know years ago uh it caused me a lot of problems because I'm, I'm like, I'm not a tough guy, but I, I just don't like, if you provoke me, like I, I, I have a really fast reaction time and I grew up in an extremely violent environment and violent household. And, uh, so sometimes it's like, it's a bit of a hindrance. So I don't know how I would feel about somebody. Uh, I don't know. I think only one time someone's said something from stage and I invited them to come on stage and fight me and they declined and that was it. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a I'm great drummer. I don't have any of those experiences. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into your fist fight stories. <laughs> John will beat you up in his underwear. He doesn't care. Just don't care. True story. <laughs> um, another thing is uh, good friends and a bottle of wine. That's pills. A, that, pills. Uh, pills, sorry. Good yeah, friends and a bottle of pills. You're thinking about later on tonight what you're going to do. <laughs> well, well, actually... I wrote that down because uh, "Good Friends in a Bottle of Wine" was actually a Ted Nugent song, oh, okay. "Weekend Warrior." Oh yeah, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but um, but Phil. Oh, so that's like a that's like a spin off of that. Of no, nod. there's there's no no connection whatsoever. Oh okay. no yeah, connection. lyrically, yeah. No, I mean, I wonder if he pulled that though, just twisted it. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah, I think lyrically, I don't think anyone really except Philip will know where that lyrically come from because that was yeah. That's that's pretty out there. That song, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, it just sounds like yeah, it's dark fucking drug abuse, fucking you fucking know. some other dude's girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, people, it, but it is autobiographical. Auto. He said that weird. it's true. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. I mean, there's been people who've come to this shit laugh. I mean, even in Germany, uh, some guy and his wife, like this guy, wanted Kyle to fuck his wife in front of him. And I've been in I've been in those situations. I've had fans like in my back in the day before I got sober, like dudes would want to watch me fuck their wife, and I would. No, no, 
But even if doing I wanted, cocaine and all that other shit, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Even if I wanted to write a song about that scenario, I would never be able to pen it like that. No, like it's so. Brutal. Yeah, he just says what happened. Yeah, he says what happened, you know? but he says it in such a way like I just I, my brain does not operate that. It's like creative. I fuck. also like yeah. the fucking usage of like I like how the hallucinogenic abuse actually translated into the songs. Like a lot of the echoing and whispering effects that Phil uses, you could tell they're like part of the like psychosis and, and kind of schizophrenic traits that happen when you either on a bender for too many days as I've experienced them yeah. or when you're taking hallucinogens. So sometimes I used to take acid and I would just like listen to the fucking like on trend kill, the speaking parts or right. on good friend in a bottle of pills where it's just whispering. And you just like, you know, when you hear the chorus of good friends in a bottle of pills, you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but it's the same shit that goes in your head when you're in a fucked up situation and you're high out of your mind. You're like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of like, also going back to what I said, like, you don't hear that song first off and you're like, what a fucking amazing song. You're just kind of like, you know, when you first buy the record, you're kind of like, what the hell is this? And, uh, but then it connects to you later. You're like, yeah. Does that make sense? You know? Totally makes sense. It's just sense. not an immediate pop hit or no. none of the songs really are. It's no. crazy. You know, in, in this world of, of streaming and all that kind of shit, it's, um, I don't know whether we're, it would work as well as it did back then. Probably not. But back then it really worked. It gelled with the uh, with the album, you know? Yeah. Gelled with the, there's an art to to track listing, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I still, really to works. this we, day, we, have we issues with that track listing. Oh, you do? Yeah, I really think, I who the fuck am I? It's a perfect record. But I seriously think Slaughtered should have been second. And I think Use My Third Arm should have been higher on that record. That's right. I always think about that, but who am I? Well, I don't know. I think it like... I think it's important. I, this is the reason why I'm disobey Toast to the Ghost was at the end of the record. Because it's. I think it's important to end a record with, with one or two of your heaviest songs. Mm. Like towards the end, you know what I mean? Because you have to kind of bookend it. And I think like uh, Far Beyond went, goes on a journey. And, well, that's what Planet Caravan. Yeah, but that's like you need a breather. But yeah. I think like, Planet Caravan like, worked good for that because you'd yeah. just basically been in a fucking, you it know, did. And they made this been scrapping and then you just. The artwork. Don't get worried. This is not the direction we're going. Like you could tell they were like a little worried that people thought. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot yeah, of younger yeah. fans didn't really know it was a cover first. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, and but, it's a deep cut. It you know, is, it's a, it's yeah, a deep cut Black yeah. Sabbath, really. Yeah. 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 So. Did you know, I, I heard that when they went, you know that big Moscow show they did? Yeah, with Metallica and Metallica, yeah. ACDC. When they arrived there and the bus picked them up, the bus was playing like the like the a bus you would take on a city bus was playing Planet Caravan and that's where he got the idea to cover it. Like, oh we should do this. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. pretty cool. That's, that's really a cool. deep cut. Yeah. That is a deep cut. All right. <clears throat> and um Here's pretty interesting, something that I, I didn't know till recently. They went on a twelve city record store signing campaign the week of release. Of uh, Far Beyond? On Far Beyond. Yeah, you can see some of that in a Headbangers Ball episode. Exactly. MTV yeah. followed him around. Yeah. Um, they take a private jet. It feels like reading a magazine, just not really doing the interview. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, that that, that also shows a, worth, a work ethic that um, 12 cities in a week, you know? So Yeah, and those were no joke signings, like probably 12 hours and shit. Exactly. You know, it's, it's something I think Pantera often doesn't get credit you guys don't get credit. Five Finger doesn't get credit. Just the constant, the grind that a that a rock or a metal band does to to really hammer it through, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like different levels too. I mean, 
setting up a record you know we've been we've all been in bands and had to set up records and do press tours and i think like i really didn't i really had a learning curve when zombie dropped and all of a sudden it was like you know this like international massive single it was you know platinum multi-platinum gold diamond and me and doc had to get on a plane and we had to like we were flying all over the world yeah we're playing all these different countries and waking up at 7 a.m and then playing a tv show then playing three radio shows then having lunch then going to play a corporate party then it was fucking insane yeah i never seen anything like it and i oh it's like a weird thing like i just i have a whole different respect for like for the grind because yep. i was like i don't know how anybody could do this it's, it's yeah, imagine if that's your if you're justin timberlake that's yeah. your life all the time yeah, yeah. or like nuts. katie perry or for you know yeah you're like, sick, guess what? We're doing Good Morning America and right after that we're gonna go to the Ellen yeah. DeGeneres show and you know, you're just like, Oh sick, like Yeah. So And it's there to stay, you know. So if you fuck up, which some people do, you know, or if you have a tantrum or whatever, it's there and sometimes people revert back to that. So you've got to be on your game yeah, twenty four yeah. hours a day, you know, when you're on those trips. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to not do those things. Yeah. I'm just gonna make sure we don't do any more huge covers. <laughs> stay away stay away alrighty let's jump to I'm Broken and um, and then we'll be back in a sec Yeah. 
Um, so we're coming in just a couple more minutes with you guys. Uh, got the guys from Bad Wolves. You guys are playing um, over here uh, with Five Finger Death Punch. Um, and Megadeth. And Megadeth. Yes. And funny, we're talking about Far Beyond Div- Driven and uh, Dime was actually asked to join Megadeth. Oh, he I was, didn't know that. He refused because they wouldn't take Vince. Exactly. Uh, yeah. However. Not without my brother. Not without my brother. Imagine that. There would be no Pantera. Mm. Wow. That was in what? Eight? That was on So Far So Good So What, right? It was in between So Far So Good So What and oh. Rust in Peace. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And ironically, they ended up changing both guitarist and drummer. Yeah. So uh, it could have been. Yeah. It could have been, definitely. So, um, so we're just going to wrap it up quickly now. I'm Broken. Again, another yeah. you know autobiographical tune, yeah. Um, basically about his physical elements, and and I'm guessing you guys would probably feel that the grind on the road too. Yeah, he's felt more injuries. I haven't had anything serious really ever. Yeah, that's I mean, like debilitating, your, except your for back that one. Went out one time, but I wasn't on tour. I almost didn't oh, go yeah, on tour. Home. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've thrown my back out. Uh, I've been, I've got pneumonia. Uh, what else has happened? Your Asthma elbow. attacks. I tore my elbow last tour. So like about, oh, really? It's about, yeah, ten, nine, ten weeks ago. Yeah, I did some shows in a sling. Yeah, but it just is what it is. You know, Doc's thrown his back out several times. Chris yeah. gets neck injuries. I mean, it's just it's just like an occupational hazard. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, and we're not like, you know, we're in our 30s. We're not like 20-year-old kids, so. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's the wear and tear of all those years, those 20 years in the clubs and like all that other stuff, you know. Starting to catch, catch up, up on you now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think that I, my experience is that is not, you know, at this band, we don't, you know, obviously I'm sober, um, but we don't, the band doesn't really do drugs. No one does drugs and no one parties. And, you know, they'll, they might have like a couple of beers, like every couple of weeks. Right. And so I think that that really changes the how much damage i think bands like pantera and metallica who were like back in the day they were just drunk 24 7 yeah you know and i remember being in my 20s and being fucked up every single day on tour and you don't feel it till you get home because you know when you get home if you're drinking every day you're essentially anesthetized if you're taking pills and all that stuff and then it starts to hit you and then uh you know and i still feel some of that you know yeah, Still, I know. save my partying for when I'm home, when I'm not working. Right, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of I'm Broken, I hate to say it, but that's one of my major skip tracks. Oh, it like, is? Okay. I, I don't really listen to Good Friends and Bottle Pills that much, and I'm Broken if I'm listening to the record. I kind of just, I just heard it so much. Yeah. That sounds kind of weird because it's a great song, but I'm just, I'm really a throws a rejection, use my third arm, slaughtered. Yeah. And yeah. Just kind of. I still love Becoming. I, I don't know. I love Becoming too. That drum beat's fucking insane. God damn! Yeah, I'm. What is the other track that I'm? Uh, I'm forgetting a track that's like my hardline sucking cheeks. Yeah, that's the one. As a child, I was given the gift to entertain you. Yeah, that's a, that's blood, a slap I in the face. Inherited a life that would destroy you. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, some good ass lyrics. Can't imagine like being that. He's a he's a heavy heavy reader, and you can tell he's well read. Yeah, because you don't really write that kind of shit when you're 25 no exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. unless yeah. you kind of have a good vocabulary and his vocabulary is very intense yeah. yeah yeah well guys 
thanks for your time. Um, last question. Uh, use my third arm. You guys recently played that, right? At, at the uh, at the Dime Bash, yeah. which yeah. was like a week ago. Yeah, it was last yeah. last week. Yes. Today, yeah. I didn't even know we were doing it, but then we threw it together. We rehearsed it a couple of times, and we we did really well. I really enjoyed yeah. it. And we're really excited that it's kind of now part of our repertoire. So if we do like a headliner, we can just whip that out, which will be yeah. fun. Love it. Punish everybody, and no one will really know what it is, especially our fans. But you know, what are you gonna do? It's all right. <laughs> we're gonna learn them. Well, I'll know it when you're over here in Sweden. At least yeah. one person will be going, "Fuck yeah!" Well, in, in Europe, it's different because people have a more—they're more, more of a eclectic. I think in a, in the states, when you're like, it's actually interesting. Our identity in the in America is more of a rock band until people come see us, and then they they're accustomed to the radio songs, and yep. then they see us and like, "Oh my god!" And you could see people kind of be like, they weren't ready for it. You know, and then, but over here, it seems pretty even. All the shows that we do over here, people know all the songs. They know all the words to all the songs. And I, I think they know your resumes as well. You know, yeah, they know yeah. what you guys have done, you know, yeah, in, yeah. In, in other bands and so on and so forth. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's just a more yeah, I hope that, metal. I hope and I think here. that's true that it's, it's helped us a little bit because Zombie was such a quote unquote one hit wonder kind of thing because yeah. it was so big that people, at least in our kind of metal community, are like, well, you know, these guys aren't just fresh off the block, you know, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. we kind of, people say, well, you deserve it. You know, it's like, thanks man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's been, the, it's been, an overall, yeah, like, it's not like, like we just like got a record deal and this is our first single and then we've never yeah. been on tour before. We're not like a bunch of little yeah. bitch ass kids. We're kind of riding the wave with, with pride. Yeah. Uh, going, you know what? This feels good. We're not just like yeah. thinking this is reality all the time. And yeah. It's good to be a gateway band too. There's like, it's a, you know, there's like, for everybody who doesn't know, some people come see us and that's the first time they'll ever see a metal band. Yeah. Even on tours like with Five Finger, where Five Finger, you know, in in comparison to what we listen to is not metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like comparatively, there are bands like to me that are metal are like Meshuggah and Whitechapel and In Flames and Killswitch Engage and Lamb of God and Slayer and Pantera. Yeah. You know, whereas to me, you know, and so so our songs that are heavy it, you know, you, it's almost like each record has two bands in it. Yeah. It's weird. So it's it's just, uh, you know, I'm interested to see how this tour goes, how tonight goes, having Megadeth being one generation and Five Finger being a completely younger generation uh, of listeners. So we'll see how it goes. Excellent. Great. Thanks for everything. Um, talk to you soon. Everyone, uh, Bad Wolves, check them out if you haven't already, which you should have. And um, we'll see you guys soon. All right, Pantera, bye-bye.